and we are live! You nearly stepped over me then. I did, I'm sorry. It is just so exciting. You're in the festive spirit. I am. And the exciting thing about this episode is that we are actually doing it in person. She does exist. She's not just a 2D image on my screen. It's true. And Freddie's also here. Um, he did have some rain reindeer antlers on, um, but we took those off because, uh, you know, small child and all that. Um, but yes, we are um, actually live today, which is exciting. Yeah. The only thing that we didn't really consider, and this just shows how technically minded we are, slash I am, um, we didn't think about how it would work with two computers and two microphones and feedback. Uh, feedback. And, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All of that jazz. Um, so it's been a learning experience. Yeah, like that. yeah. But yeah. here we are on our end of year Christmas tea party. I can't stop boinging my boingers on my hair. Yes, bo- yes, I mean boinging my boingers. He's excited. He's like, why haven't I got those? I know. Look at those. They're great um, and if you're just listening to this, we've, we're also recording this as well. So we do have it available for you to watch on YouTube. So you can see all of the bloopers actually in real time. Not in real time, but like <laughs> <laughs> when they happened and they happen a lot. Yeah, that's true. that's true. And of course, when we have the privilege the rest of the time of not recording uh, actually visually, so we can get away with all sorts, can't we? Like, you know, different yeah. hand signals. Yeah. And I've probably got my boob out the majority of the time as well me too and i'm not even breastfeeding <laughs> so you know it's, it's party it's party for everyone <laughs> um so welcome to our end of year roundup really and we just want to have a chat really don't we about the whole year it's what a year it's been what a year where do we start we started listing all the things that happened in the year and you know we're, we're about to be in december and it just keeps on coming it yeah. keeps on giving. So today, Matt Hancock came third. In did he? Yeah, he came third. What? Right. Okay. So I, I saw don't... lots of right. No, because I know we're going to talk about New Year's resolutions <laughs> later. And you know, my New Year's resolution this year, start this year, was to not get so upset mm-hmm. about stuff online <laughs> and in general that I couldn't do anything about. Yeah. Right. So. At what point did the British public think, oh, you know, it doesn't really matter that people died during COVID and people died alone and, you know, they were having parties and all sorts of stuff that was going on and just thought, hey, guy's all right. Why don't we put him third? Yeah, I tell you, he's eaten a kangaroo anus. He must be a good chap. (laughs) No. (laughs) Is that what happened? I think it was a kangaroo anus or a kangaroo vagina. I wasn't really watching it. Dude, really? What (laughs) is That's not the focus here. <laughs> not the focus. Okay. So yeah, that's that. Okay, I didn't know that, but uh, yeah. it's not even on our list. But it's, it's not even, like, and that's what I mean. This year just keeps on giving. That's it's highly just mental. It's just yeah. I hate that word. Sorry, I hate people using that word. It's it's been cracker nuts. Cracker nuts. Been cracker nuts. Like crazy, crazy. Well, I started creating this list mm. when Freddie was born because I thought actually. It's the amount of stuff that's happened in his lifetime alone. Yeah. I mean, we talk about the fact that in one, what, I think it was in two weeks, we had two prime ministers and two monarchs. <laughs> like, that's a once in a lifetime. Never mind once in your first, like, few months. <laughs> I was excited, wasn't it, Freddie? Look at him. He's, like, loving those, uh, those penguin, 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 penguin. Um, And, you know, obviously that is one of the 
things that 2022 is going to be remembered for, isn't it? Losing the Queen. Yeah. Well, and uh, Platy Jubes. Platy Jubes, Platy Jubes. And was uh, weekend, right? what was it? Um, Staty Funes. What was the uh, state funeral? Oh, yes, I know. I didn't know that was a thing, but um, it was it was trending on Twitter. Um, I was like, is that is that upsetting? Is, is that disrespectful? I don't know. It's trying to make up words to make really traumatic things like nice. Like, <laughs> well, Patty Jews wasn't traumatic. Hoverdoos. <laughs> Hoverdoos. Oh, yeah. No, I like that. But I mean, I think probably one of the things, and I heard loads of people say it. Oh, I know, young man. It's because you want Auntie Vicky's penguins, don't you? That's what all the boys say. Right, here we go. Um, I think one of the things that um a lot of people said, um, oh, wait a minute, young man. Um, I think the beauty of the fact that we are recording this live and on screen uh, means that anyone watching will be like, she wasn't wearing that a second ago. <laughs> because we had to pause because Freddie um, has started to enjoy a small plastic plant that is here. Yes, I know. Um, we are in the uh, Regis meeting rooms on the M5. And I mean, there are limited childhood uh, resources, aren't there? So yeah. plastic plant <laughs> seems to have been a big hit. So that's good. Um, no, what I was going to say about the um, Queen's death is I think that it hit so many more people than actually people were expecting. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I think it felt like someone said it felt like losing their grandma because like she's always been there. Yes, like she's been a constant. She's been a constant. And I think that she was getting a lot, obviously with the play jubes and everything, there was a lot more, um, what's the word? She got a lot more screen time. There was a lot more about her yes. this year. Yeah. Um, and particularly the Paddington thing. Oh, yeah. The, oh, yeah. 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 So she became, you know, a firm, oh, no, Okay, we've got it. We've got the magic boot. It's fine. Um, so yeah, she was. It was fresh in everyone's mind. You know, everyone was celebrating Platinum Jubilee, and the whole Paddington thing happened. And you know, she became the nation's favorite again. She was in the limelight for all of this year, and then I know. I I think the thing is as well that she was. You know, she's the epitome of hard work, wasn't she? I mean, it's come out now that it might have been that she was suffering um, from a form of cancer. And you just think that is a woman that basically gave up her life. I mean, whatever you think about the royal family and the fact that, you know, they've got all this money and whatever, she has dedicated her life to this country. And she was working right up until the day before when yeah. she was appointing Liz Truss, who lasted the all of five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, second. Yeah, second that time. Um, so it's, I don't know, it just seems like it was a real hit for the nation, yeah, I think. And as well with some unrest and uncertainty around the times of the economy and yeah. this country as well. I think I think that was, yeah. was a big hit, wasn't it? Yeah. It's always been a known to have the Queen and then all of a sudden not. But do you know what's really weird? We're probably not going to have a Queen for at least three or four generations. She's got Charles, William. Then William's eldest. Oh, boy. yeah. What's his name? George. George. Is it George? Yeah. Yeah. And then it'll be George's kids, won't it? So I don't know. What do you think? What do you think about the royal family? What do you think will happen to them? I think it'll always be there. 
I don't think we'll ever have a revolution where we no longer have a royal family. No. I just, I, I'm not a royalist, but equally the whole Meghan and Harry thing, I just thought, let them do what they want. Yeah, I felt that. Let them do what they want. Yeah. Like, does it really matter at the end of the day? And also having watched The Crown as well, which I know is a dramatisation, everybody calm down. Um, but, but you saw, like, it's a very it's a very clever dramatisation. Do you watch it? No. Um, and the way that they treated, the press treated Diana, mm. and it seemed like things were, I don't know, like re reliving again with with Megan and the way that they treated her, and you just think, oh, if they want yeah. to go off and do their own thing, they should just be allowed and not feel yeah. any yeah. repercussions from it. Because they they're going off. That you know, he was never going to be king, is he? You know, and she had a life before the royal family, and people in the royal family do tend to go off and do their own things anyway. It's only because Harry was in such the limelight and because yeah. Megan was such a star before she came in. Um, I didn't see the Oprah interview all the way through, so I can't make a judgment for he said, she said, you know. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know, and I don't want to get into that discussion because I'm not well, well enough informed with what happened. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the Prince Andrew thing came out and he got better press than they did. Oh, don't even get me started. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know, it, and it was, and it all came out again at the funeral, didn't it? And you know how they were, you know, Prince Andrew was there, and that was that. But Meghan was there, and oh my God, look how she's holding his hand, and look what she's doing, and you just think, let's analyze how she's looking. Is she uh, smiling? How dare she smiles at the Queen's funeral? Oh, really? I know. But talking about the press and the media going full circle, obviously this year as well, we had the monkeypox outbreak. Oh yeah. And, you know, obviously we've just done a very recent episode um, for World AIDS Day and spoken to the fantastic Jonathan. And, you know, you only had to look at the uh, headlines on the paper to think it's happening again. Yeah. They were saying it was all to do with gay men. Yeah. You know, and you just think, Christ almighty, surely we've gone past that. Yeah. Yeah. No, we haven't. No. I think this year in particular, the LGBT plus community has been hit hard. Um, and monkeypox was just another thing on top of that. Um, particularly in the US as well, where all the laws and uh, things that went through, which were banning LGBT education in schools. And it was just, yeah. And then obviously we had the recent um, shooting over there in the Q nightclub. Just... Yeah, it's been a year. And um, also, uh, obviously, our fabulous guest earlier this year, Ada, um, who is um, Story UK Drag Time Story Hour. Have I said that right? It's it's UK UK Drag Queen Story Hour UK. Yes, right. So um, Ada HD obviously had uh, went on tour earlier this year and travelled around various different towns Mm. in the UK and went to read to hundreds and hundreds of children and families. And the protests that were present at a lot of these libraries, and honestly, some of the stuff that was circulating on Twitter and on social media, yeah. don't even get me started on Twitter, we'll come on to that in a minute. But, um, you know, the fact that people were, 
the things that they were saying was so inflammatory mm. and horrendous. And some of these towns actually came out in full force and did anti-protest. Yeah. And it was so lovely to see. Yeah. Um, and I've noticed um, on social media as well, Heidi in Closet has been doing oh, um, story time as well. And uh-huh. there's so much um, coverage in certain places about how this is such a bad thing. But people really need to take a look at themselves, don't they? And what yeah. else is going on? And just be like, you know, nothing makes people gay. They either are or they aren't. You know, it yeah. doesn't, it's not seeing a drag queen read a story. I mean, no. if you think that, you really are. Yeah. A, you need I to come, come along and listen. <laughs> I need to, I need to uh, bleep myself. Yeah. I'm going to say what I actually <laughs> think. But uh yeah, I mean, Ada does fantastic work mm. and has written some fabulous stories yeah. as well. Yeah. And um, has to put up with all these um, horrendous, yeah, you know, horrendous protests. But I think with Saab, um, he won Leader of the Year 2022 at the Pink News Awards as well. So huge congratulations, Saab. And all the hard work that you're doing and you're spreading love and education um, to young and older audiences because it's not just the kids that come along and learn it's it's grown-ups who want to be allies and learn more and just that whole inclusive experience and for me personally it helps having knowing that someone's there that I can take my daughter to because it will make the conversation about how I identify a lot easier yeah in the future because it won't just be such a taboo it won't be such a controversial thing of oh my god how do I have this discussion when it's you know the foundation of knowledge is there yeah Um, because that foundation hasn't been there before has it like (sighs) you know education kids aren't educated in schools about LGBTQ yeah which I think obviously they should but something like this where they can go along Mm. they can enjoy story time which is something which is so important for kids development yeah and they can understand about like just being themselves yeah and it's it's those protesters that came along and you know bulldozed their way in and by the way children were there when they were coming in and protesting which is disgusting yeah um you know if you want your if you're worried about your kids growing up gay be more worried about them growing up and being aggressive which is what you yeah done um but I think the message is you don't necessarily have to understand it just respect it respect that people are different being you know people are inclusive in lots of very different ways if you don't understand it fine just respect it yeah um but sab thank you so much for all your hard work with all you're doing and for everyone who has supported um sab and adhd on the drag queen story hour uk tour it's um yeah i mean really if you want to get annoyed about something and you want to protest about something let's all talk about party gate i mean i don't want to get into the <laughs> uh major politics of this and about the tories and how inflation and this country is currently but my god that was such a massive thing this year wasn't it i mean it just kept yeah. going on and on and so and so has had a party and so and so has been here and yeah. oh kia starmer said that was bad and then he's been spotted here and it's just like oh my god here's a long shot photo of someone in their kitchen having a beer <laughs> with another person <laughs> right okay and at the time it was serious now looking back because it almost feels like a decade ago now 
you know, we have been through so much that COVID just feels like a long distant past yeah. thing. And it wasn't that long ago. No. Um, but you're right. This thing was strung out for so long, which, you know, me being a you know, pessimist thinks that that was done on purpose to long draw it out because, you know, how quickly we forget. Um, but unbelievable. And he came third. I think what was most disturbing about I'd that... I'd forgotten about that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the, the secret footage with the bum squeeze. And oh. the, do you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, like, behind the bike shed, kids. Oh. It was... I know, it was Ooh. really... Um, I found it really um, icky. Gross. Yeah. Oh, you really want that plant pot, Classic plant. Whoa! <laughs> ceramic pot, though. <laughs> yeah, no. Let's go with the plastic plant. Oh, look. Squishy book. Squishy book. That's right. We're entertaining a baby while we do this. We can multitask people. <laughs> um, no, I think another one, because I've got to put the Matt Hancock situation, I was going to say to bed for a minute. but <laughs> uh, um, No, I think one of the major, major things this year was obviously um, the heat wave. Yeah. Especially with a baby. <laughs> I can't imagine can't imagine at least I could put my toddler down on my dog's cool mat and just get lay that <laughs> we tried that but it was um it didn't really work and there was just absolutely nothing you could do and I imagine with a toddler she could have said mummy I'm really hot mommy, yeah you know mummy I'm uncomfortable you know yeah. and he was just like yeah. you know crying yeah. and just sweating and I was like oh I've got all these nice clothes we're just gonna dress them in a nappy yeah. for three weeks because it's so freaking yeah. warm you know so uh it kind yeah. of freaked me out though how so so I'm I'm really I'm one of those that's super scared about climate change and the end of the world and so on because I don't think I'd look great in a Mad Max apocalyptic outfit I'm joking I am genuinely worried oh, hold on well you were joking about not looking good in it <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, no, I joke, I just, but it is something I'm really worried about. And I think the heat wave this year was a real kick in the knackers where it was kind of, wow, this is really happening. Mm. You know, this is, this is terrifying. Mm. You know, I, I can't even describe it. I mean, all the grass had died. Everything was dying. And yeah. you just thought, and there's no control over it. And the only thing that thrived in my garden was the olive tree. Cause it was like, oh, we're oh, in Europe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, but it was shocking it was and I think the thing that brought it home was the fact that we were watching tv and there was all the talk of wildfires oh my god and yeah. normally you watch that and just saying probably what maybe 70 80 percent of the mm. UK population probably thinks oh that's something that happens elsewhere and you know in Europe and Australia and yeah, you know, all those yeah. other places but here it is happening on the outskirts of London. Yeah. You know, there's a million and one fire engines yeah. trying to fight it. And these yeah. things are going off all over the place. And you just think, this is real. Yeah. This is happening. And like, look at us now. We're recording this at the end of November. It's not cold. No, I'm boiling in this jumper now, by the way. Because this, this is a Christmas. I just want to, for everyone who's watching, I have got my oh. Nightmare Before Christmas jumper on because, you know. That's how I roll at Christmas. I love it. I love this. We've got yeah. pumpkins and yeah. snowflakes on the on the sleeve. It wouldn't be Christmas without Jack Skellington. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. No. And are you? I know you watch it at Halloween, but do you watch Nightmare Before Christmas at Christmas yes. as well? Yes. Yes. Because yes. yes. it's a, it's the best of both worlds. Well, see, I'm thinking Freddie might like it because it's um got music. Yeah. But it's not super colourful, is it? No. 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 I think no. it's Christmas Land. 
Christmas world. Christmas land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But even the elves are a bit kind of, yeah. Grim. Grim, but they're, yeah, they're not cutie cutie cutie. No. <laughs> I know. You are, you're cutie cutie. So what else have we got, had happen this year then? We've got a whole list of all these things we've got. Oh, can we please, please talk about the um, slap herd around the world? Oh, yes. Now I want to know what you think about this. Because obviously it was... Um, Chris Rock, at least it's Chris Brown then. I mean, he's a whole other story. But yeah. <laughs> but you know, see why I went there. I can see why you went there. Yeah. So um, if you've been living under a rock this year, this is all. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't even intended. Um, if you've been living under a Chris Rock this year, this was all about Chris Rock um, making a speech at, was it the, was the Oscars? The Oscars. And he made a joke about Jada Pinkett Smith, who's Will Smith's wife. And Will Smith walked up on stage and he slapped Chris Rock. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. And then he um, he swore quite aggressively when he got back to his seat as well. Um, and there was a, a, a very large hoo-ha about it, wasn't there? Massive. So tell me what your thoughts. Did it change your opinion of either of them? And how do you think it was taken slash how do you think it sh- should have been dealt with? I'm terribly British. Okay, when it yes. comes to I know, Freddie. I know. Drink said tea with one finger up. Yeah, um, I'm totally British about it. I don't think, I think there, there was faults on both sides. I think when Chris Rock came out and said he didn't know that Jada Pinkett Smith had alopecia, I was a bit like, really? Have Have you been under a rock? Because no, I didn't know that though. Did you not? No. I mean, I'm not living in LA and have favorite friends. So I, I, <laughs> I think, I think if, if because he was hosting and he's renowned for doing roasts and so on. I mean, the Oscars host does do roasts and so on. You would hope he would have done his research. And obviously the research wasn't done. He made an assumption, assumption that was kind of, you know, uh, very sensitive. Although Jada Pinkett Smith had done multiple TV programs and podcasts about her alopecia and so on. But that's not to say you can take, make a joke out of it just because someone's free and easy to talk about it. Yeah. So I think maybe Chris Rock should have maybe, yeah, okay. But Will Smith's reaction was, um, yeah, I don't think it was appropriate. No. And did it change your opinion, though, of Will Smith? Yeah. Because a lot of people, like, Will Smith's kind of wholesome, isn't he? Yeah. I Talked about Big Willie style, you know, about Mr. Doesn't Swear on his albums, doesn't, and all of a sudden there he is. Slapping yeah. someone on the world stage. And I mean, it was so inflammatory that everyone was like, was that was that a joke? Was that planned? But it was so extreme. You know, that walk from where he was sat to the front of the stage, that must have been, you know, that was a long walk to actually reflect on what you were going to do. <laughs> yeah, but I suppose once he yeah, got up and started walking, <laughs> he committed at me. You couldn't get it halfway up there and go, You're yeah, no, no, I'm, no, sorry, my bad. Lol, everybody. Very naughty boy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it obviously then paved the way for talking about violence and um, abuse. And, you know, yeah, the the topics just all opened up around that incident. Yeah. And I think whilst we're on that topic, um, as much as I could talk about that and its own for an entire episode, but I think we should talk about um, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Because I know you've got some strong feelings on that as well. 
again if you've been living under a um, I can't I can't do anything with their names about rocks or no. bushes can I no but um hiding but no can't no do it. um <laughs> if you haven't heard oh uh, yes yeah this was a funny one wasn't it because this was rumbling on for years with kind of he said she said they recorded those photos and so this kind of when it went to court this was the thing that Hollywood and everyone was kind of focused on because there was Team Depp who were kind of he's lost out on numerous career opportunities he got dropped by Fantastic Beasts and Pirates of the Caribbean and Pirates of the Caribbean oh, I know you, it all came you, out you had some strong feelings about that didn't you you like um, Pirates and Amber Heard she carried on working so there was a bit of a well hang on a minute because if Johnny Depp's right how come that if he's a domestic abuse survivor, he has to suffer whilst Amber Heard yeah. gets the same. So there was a big kind of thing around that. And Dior kept him on, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Dior kept him on. He's back with <laughs> Sausage. Sauvage. <laughs> Sausage. Um, but I, yeah, I think, uh, do you know what? I'm, I don't know whose fault it was, but I think there was dignity lost on kind of both camps but perhaps more so on Amber Heard's yeah I think from an outsider's perspective um obviously you don't know what went on no. no one knows what went on behind closed doors and there's all this uh you know he said she said like you say it's very difficult to point the finger but it sounds like an extremely toxic relationship from both sides yeah. and they, they're probably both at fault and two people like that can't exist no. I mean they both had issues with drink and drugs yeah and again that's not a healthy environment um and so I don't I don't know who's more entertained by this uh this uh the penguins the bouncy penguin well, auntie Vicky's taken over now um but yeah I don't know who was more scathed I guess it was Amber Heard because there were yeah. so many people outside of court even when it was Amber Heard's testimony and they were talking about, you know, how uh, su- supposedly Johnny Depp had hit her and, yeah. you know, done everything he'd done. There were still people outside the court giving flowers to Johnny Depp and get, yeah. you know, and Amber Heard was getting absolutely slated. And you think, well, is this completely impartial? I don't know. I it, it, The whole thing left a really bad taste in my mouth, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think sensationalising things like that. And I think that, you know, it's just the, the way it is with people in the limelight in Hollywood that your private business is going to be made public. And is that fair? Is it not fair? Is this the price they pay? At the end of the day, they're human beings, you know, and that was a proper relationship. Yeah. So, you know, it's, yeah. So that happened. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't necessarily think the whole thing should have been televised because Agreed. I think, you know, people get divorced every day. People go yeah. through these abusive relationships every day. And I think it should be kept not quiet because, you know, people should be held accountable, but it very much was sensationalized, wasn't it? It was yeah. very much like, look at this. It's very big big news it's entertainment today it's yeah. all of that and you just think it kind of cheapens everything it does I think yeah yeah so um, talking of other things that happened this year I think we should mention I'm not a sporty person but I would like to mention England's women's <gasps> team winning UEFA Euro 2020 beating Germany yeah 
Now you're more sporty than I am. <laughs> Not with football, but yeah. <laughs> but generally, generally more sporty. Like that's that's a massive thing, even if you don't like sport, isn't it? It was huge. And I think it was a chance to get female professional sport on the radar. Yeah. Because there've been so many times, because I, I play netball, uh, big up Orvista Netball Club. Um, and, you know, we we won the World Cup in with netball and we got some coverage, but not enough. Yeah. And it was the same with football when the men's, you know, crashed out on the, and it's the same with rugby, women's England rugby, doing amazingly well. Yeah, no, no coverage. Um, but yet very little to no coverage. So when this happened and the whole country was behind it and it was wholesome, it was so wholesome. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we won, it was just, yeah. I, I did read incredible. a funny tweet um, at the time which said, women have been so fed up of asking men to bring it home. They just went out and did it themselves. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that's quite, that's quite appropriate. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's been a, it's been a year for uh, the UK doing well though, with um, UK finishing second for Eurovision, more than 66 points. I mean, that guy, whether you like Eurovision or not, whether you like the song or not, he was lovely. He was pretty he? good, wasn't he? Was Sam, Sam, was Sam Ryder? Well, that rings a bell. Yeah, possibly. But the song, the song was good. I know we, man. You weren't, you weren't there. Were you? Yeah, no. But I, we've had so many other things. I just want to whiz through some bits. I mean, I don't want to whiz through this because I want to highlight it. Elon Musk bought Twitter. Oh, good right. Right. Where do we start with that? Well, it seems like it's just imploding. Yeah. I mean, the guy paid 44 million for it and people are talking, or was it billion? I think it was billion. It was billion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And people are saying, you know, Twitter's going down in flames. Everyone's leaving Twitter. And you just think this guy's just bought this platform. He brought Trump back and, and it's just gone. I mean, you might as well have just set fire to $44 yeah. billion. Dollars. He he is an example of a man so out of tune with reality. Because he came in, made people redundant, fired people. I just don't think he has any idea of uh, repercussions or consequences because he's so far removed. Yeah, well, I was reading an article yesterday that said... Um, the Apple App Store, Apple App Store, the App Store, um, said that um, they want to make sure that the Twitter, um, the apps that they provide access to, are safe for all people, and um, Twitter apparently doesn't fall under that um bracket anymore. So they they're wow. talking about possibly not allowing Twitter on their App Store anymore. And Elon Musk was like, "All right, fine, I'll just create a new phone." <laughs> Like, oh my god! It's just like fine, okay, fine. You don't like it? Let's do my own thing. That's just so indicative of the type of person he is. It's not about he doesn't care about people's safety. He doesn't care about people. It's all about how to make the next bigger, better, most popular thing. Mm. Um, there's uh, yeah, which you already did with cars. Like we get it. Well, he didn't actually just invent Tesla though, did he? <laughs> did he not? Did no. he just fund it? Um, well, there was two guys that came up with Tesla. And it wasn't, he wasn't one of them. So what, why is he tied to it? I don't know. Oh. I saw a tweet about it and I was kind of like, excuse me? We're going to have to. Yeah, we're going to have to do some research on that. Um, We're obviously already currently in the midst of a cost of living crisis. Yep. Thanks to the shoddy workmanship of this country. Um, Obviously, we now have Rishi Sunak as a prime minister. 
um, who used to be the Chancellor. <laughs> I know, how do you feel about that, Freddie? I mean, we welcome all views because I think that he and I feel the same. Um, but the fact that this guy did what he did with the economy and it was all like, every time you try and question him about it, he's like, yes, but look what we did during COVID. We're like, shut up, that was two years ago. Move, move with the times, you know? And it's so far removed that we're basically like, people are starving. You know, we had a story earlier this year about um, a woman and child that starved to death in their flat in Scotland. I mean, it's 2022, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. You know, what are we doing to help these people? Why are we in such a state? And when he was pitching to be prime minister, when Liz Truss, God bless her, um, got in for about five minutes um, and will now actually receive, um, you know, 40 grand a year for however long, because she's a former prime minister for doing the job for a couple of weeks. But that's by the by. that. Right, I, I, me no okay I'm done um you know he was saying oh well I'd do this for the economy and I'd do this for the economy and you think right well, if you've got the answers why didn't you do it before yeah when you have the chance it's it's obscene the way this country is being run currently and yeah. I think a lot of people feel the same but definitely the Scottish feel the same not all of them obviously but not to make a sweeping statement but you know they're sort of talking about Brexit and mm. the way the country's being run let us have a second referendum. Yeah. Do you think that'll be allowed? No. You don't? No. I, I, I'd, I'd like to be part of... <laughs> can, I, can I come with you? I know I'm in trouble, yeah. but, you know, it's just, I, I don't know, I find it... I know, Freddie. Freddie wants independence. <laughs> yeah. You could, be a, you could be an independent state, Wee Man. Um, I mean, so much has happened this year, and I've got so many things here that... We just don't I know young man. I think as well it wouldn't be, you know, 2022 to um talk about the war in Ukraine. Because that was yeah. earlier this year, wasn't it? It started earlier yeah. this year. And it seems like a million years ago. I know. It's um yeah, I think there are so many facets to talking about that. I think one of the things that I have found just breathtaking is the level of support that that I know around my way, um, our road has got three Ukrainian families living with neighbours and whatnot. And I think it was that outpouring of support that was in one way breathtaking, but then in another way, when you see the news about migrants and people seeking asylum and just the pushback. Yeah. But again, that's a different, that's a different story. But I think the outpour of support for Ukrainians in people bringing them into their homes and supporting them was just... Yeah. Yeah, it, that yeah. showed the best side of humanity. It did, yeah. And especially as well in the first couple of weeks when there was all the money being raised yeah. and the money being sent. But it kind of feels like it's been pushed by the wayside now. Yeah. And I, that makes me sad because they're still fighting and there's yeah. still innocent people dying. I mean, that will never... Obviously, I was pregnant at the time, so the image of that woman being carried out yeah. from maternity hospital and then finding out later she, she died. Yeah. Like, absolute... Yeah. heartbreaking scenes and now it's kind of mm. in not necessarily even in the back of people's minds anymore no and I think the level of atrocities that they're still um finding is shocking so as they're liberating the villages and so on as that they've they've been going out the evidence of war crimes and so on is just horrific but mm. again it's a snippet in the news it's yeah yeah. I don't know when it's going to end or what's going to happen, but I think at this stage, I don't 
see it getting any better yeah soon because i think the russians are just pounding and going for infrastructure and going for the really weak points mm. um that's just cruel and do you think putin will ever be held accountable of course not no no so no, 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 no just like how no. he's gonna get away with it he's just yeah it's um unprecedented times i don't i don't think anyone saw it coming do you know what i mean i think that's what was just so unbelievable about it yeah just yeah and, and it's 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 such a shame but you know you look at uh Zelensky mm. and this was a guy that has won Dancing with the Stars yeah and, and he was a stand-up comedian. comedian yeah and this guy is now fighting oh my god a what war. a leader I know what a leader and you can't not mention the Klitschko brothers as well oh yes I mean I do have a bit oh. of a soft spot for them yeah, but you'd want them as your uncles or your cousins, wouldn't you? Because they're kind of bodyguards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they're just awesome, tough guys. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they they're using their um, they're using their their names for yeah. good, aren't they? To get yeah. uh, get it out on the platforms. It's, I mean, yeah. Yeah, like you say, unprecedented times. Yeah. Could we also talk about um, Masa Amini? We can. Um, her death has sparked an enormous wave of protest in iran that's just yeah for anyone who doesn't know yeah sure so um <clears throat> forgot what i was gonna say there. steady on <laughs> all right i'm all right it's all the emotion behind it you yeah, see yeah so master armini was um a young woman who uh was taken into police custody because she wasn't wearing her headscarf properly um and died so I don't know about you, but the, the details haven't really come out about how she died, but she died while she was in police custody. Um, and it sparked off um, protests from, uh, it was predominantly, first of all, school, school girls who were, you know, you can't tell us what to do anymore, you know, taking their headscarves off in protest. And it's, it's now across everywhere and people are getting killed. Um, I saw one report of a guy getting shot in a car because he beeped his horn um, and soldiers took that as a form of aggression and so shot him in the car. Um, so men, women, everyone are coming out in support of um, Iranian women and the regime that's basically oppressing them. And again, it's it's almost like an Arab Spring, isn't it? Do you remember that time when all the civil unrest was happening and everyone was yeah. was rising up? This feels like that, but feels different as well, because there's a lot of unrest that doesn't seem to be going away. Yeah. This thing has been going on for a long, long time. And there were two Iranian um, actresses that have come out and did a TikTok or an Instagram video and said their piece, took their headscarf off, you know, put their hair down yeah. or put their hair up. They've since been arrested. Now, this thing is getting a lot of traction worldwide. So the pressure's on. Um, and I think something around 15,000 people have been arrested and death sentences have been issued to some of the protesters. So this thing is just, I mean, it's mind blowing for us where we live, where we are, but it's gonna be really interesting to see where this goes and what happens. Because if these death sentences are carried out, there is going to be, absolute outcry and just yeah so I think the more that we're on top of it in keeping awareness of it and talking about it and spreading the news and watching these things I think we need to be sure 
to keep that support going by doing that as well. Yeah, and I think, interestingly enough, I think it, it's a good segue to talk about. I think we should. I think we should say it's the last thing we talk about on this list. Otherwise, yeah, we'll we'll going on. But the World Cup in Qatar. <gasps> now, obviously, mm-hmm. this has been turned into a slightly political. Um, I, I don't know what you'd call it. It's become more about the politics, I think, than it has about football. Yeah. And I think uh, it's been actually interesting to see that as a, a, a lot of pubs and yeah. things have said, actually, we're not going to show the matches, knowing full well that they would lose out on a lot of business. Yeah. Um, but because they don't agree with what's going on. And um, so, you know, um, John and Justin Fashionu. Yes. So um, was it, it was Justin that... Justin that came out. Justin that came out. He, yes. He yeah. died in the 90s. Yes. Yeah. And so his brother John was on um, some trash like Good Morning Britain or something the other day. Sorry if anyone watches that. Um, <laughs> but he was having the discussion and saying, if we go to their country, we should be respecting their laws. And you just think, hmm, should mm-hmm. we though? Should we? Um, and it's an interesting point because you talk about, you know, um, these uh, the women in Iran coming out and taking their headscarves off. And if things happen with them, it's going to spark fury worldwide. And I think it's the right thing to do because these women are being... Freddie has some, has some points he'd like to raise. Um, but, you know, these women are being oppressed and nothing's changing. So, no. so, and it's the same. It's the age-old thing that if we don't change what we do, nothing will ever change. No, you know. And I think <laughs> Freddie's but highly, highly motivated by this conversation. It's <laughs> um, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because well, it's not difficult. No, it's not. Difficult. Do we get involved with other people's stuff? I like, and it, the thing that was upsetting about the fashion you. Um, interview was the fact that his brother died because yeah. he committed suicide because he felt that he couldn't be who he wanted to be um, after he came out. And I, you know, it, his brother doesn't seem to have learned anything from that. No, I, that's a very sweeping statement because I don't know the ins and outs, but that's how it came across on the interview. And I think that's deeply upsetting. I just really struggle with people saying, respect their culture when their culture is to oppress and put people who just want to be themselves to death or arrest them. I, I can't understand that and how we are kind of okay with that. And you can make any excuse that you like, but they have made it clear they do not like LGBT plus people. I mean, they were changing the, excuse the pun, but they were cha- moving the goalposts right up to two days before when they said no drinking. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that was a bit awkward, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, what well, did um, you see? Budweiser. Budweiser yeah. <laughs> um, so to allow some of the players over there who are LGBT and potentially be at risk and scared and worried, because they don't know that their hotel room isn't going to get stormed at two o'clock in the morning. They're no. not going to get taken away. No. So there's all, you know, oh, respect their culture. Well, that does mean that your friend, brother, uncle, your dad, whoever who is playing could potentially be at risk, but it's okay. Just respect respect the culture. Of their co- it, no. Yeah. 
I, I, I don't get that mentality at all. No, I don't. And I think it's, uh, should we be having the World Cup in a place like that? No. The World Cup is supposed to be something which bring, brings nations together, yeah. isn't it? And countries together. I don't. <laughs> I know, Freddie. I know. If anyone can see him now on camera. Hey, Freddie. Um, so let's talk about some of the famous people that we've lost this year. Because we oh, have, yeah. and even even up to yesterday, when the beloved Doddy Weir yeah. uh, passed away, and he was just a legend of Scottish rugby. But it wasn't until his latter years when he got uh, diagnosed with motor neuron disease, and he did so much work yeah. for um, charities and raising awareness of it, and. It's just such a big loss yeah, for the community and, and everyone. So who do you think that, whose death do you think this year has hit you the hardest? Oh, good question. I think because I am a bit of a rock fan, Taylor Hawkins was a bit of a shock. Yes. Um, Dave Grohl next to Keanu Reeves, probably the nicest man on the planet. Um and so, yeah, you, I just, I just didn't, yeah, I just couldn't understand. Just Taylor Hawkins, who you would assume has so much going for, you know, one of the biggest bands in the world, you know, they're really successful, they're a bit older, so they've got experience behind them. And it does go to that whole, you know, don't always believe that someone's happy just because they, yeah. they look at, you yeah. know, they've got troubles in the background. And yeah, it was, that was a bit of a shock. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the uh, tribute concert where oh his son... Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that game. hit me. Oh, yeah. I was like, I don't yeah, think I can watch this. Me. And I watched it and I just sat crying yeah. on Twitter. So that was uh, that was intense. Yeah. yeah. I think there's been a lot... I think Coolio's death. Yeah. That, that like, I mean, Gangs of Paradise, one of the greatest songs of the 90s, wasn't it? What I found fascinating about that was that all these stories came out after Coolio's death. And there were photos and Twitter stories... From students in particular, oh, where yeah. he'd been touring, he'd go back to students' houses and party with them, and just drink with them, and smoke with them, and just make dinner with jam. them, and jam with them. <laughs> and you're just like, this Julio, you know, just obviously the most down to earth guy ever, yeah. and yet we didn't know about that when he was alive. So yeah, that was. Yeah, it was someone I got to know more in death than yes. I did in life. Yeah, absolutely. And I think um, I think it was several people, I don't know, <laughs> um, like that this year. And I think mm. um, I think probably one of the biggest one of the biggest deaths of this year, if you like, was uh, Dame Deborah. Yes, because obviously yeah, she did, of course. and that's for anyone that doesn't know, um, Balbe, yeah, um, who did so much, yeah, so much coverage and you know like look at your poo yeah I'm sure lots more people look at their poo now but I think it's about um do you remember when Jay Goody died mm. and um we had all the coverage about uh cervical cancer yeah. and the awareness with that I think it's something which needs to continue mm -hmm. because otherwise people forget about it don't yeah. they and yeah, exactly. you know Dame Deborah did so much work yeah. to raise awareness that we don't want that to sort of fall by the wayside no. I think it's important for platforms like ours to continue yeah. with that so it's always at the forefront of people's yeah people's agreed minds yeah so Change. should we talk about some stuff that's happened with us this year well one big thing happened 
big thing, one little thing, Freddie. That's you. It's now, and you're not. But yes, Freddie arrived this year. Freddie um, has absolutely changed changed my life. Um, arrived in May, twenty eighth of May. And it's just been a little superstar. I mean, I had so many panics whilst I was pregnant that he was going to be, you know, a sad baby or a like an overly anxious baby. And he is the happiest, smiliest little sausage that I could ever have imagined. And obviously... But that's down to you. You do know that, right? Well, no, it's not because I was a neurotic nutbag during pregnancy. That's why I thought he was going to be like that. But um, no, I mean... As you know, my pregnancy was not was not straightforward no. in the sense of anxiety, yeah. like mental health wise. I mean, everything else it was sort of textbook, which I was incredibly lucky um, for. But obviously, after Poppy died, um, you know, I got pregnant again quickly, which mm-hmm. I was incredibly grateful for. But the pregnancy was tough, yeah. really tough. Um, and I'm finding out now, parenting is tough. <laughs> And it carries on being tough. Oh, yeah. So, um, <laughs> but he is, I wouldn't change it for a single moment. He is the greatest thing. And I just, oh, he's he's brilliant. Ah. Then you did your vegan. I did, I did do my vegan. You did yeah. your vegan. I did do my vegan, which, um, yes, I know. That's exactly how we feel about it, isn't it? Um, I, yeah, I tried it. I tried it. Um, as, as we discussed on the episode, it was something that I was like, well, you can't knock it till you tried it. And you're veggie anyway. So yep. I was like, well, let, let's give it a go. And Neil and I did it for a week. Um, fully committed. Like not even, you know, there were a couple of things like um, I made a Thai curry and the paste, the Thai curry paste had like milk in or something. And I was like, nope, nope. You know, or fish sauce Dry or something. <laughs> or fish sauce, I think it had in it. And I was like, nope, even though it's a tiny bit, I'm not going to not gonna do anything. And we tried tofu. And we tried oat milk oh after our, our wonderful interview on the radio about how can you milk oh, an yeah. oat. Um, and mm, yeah, I it made me, it really did make me think about what I was putting in my body though, animal product wise. And now we only buy organic eggs yeah. that are from, um, you know, those really wonderful places where chickens can run around in fields and stuff they get manicures and stuff that's like the that. one yeah, yeah, little, yeah, little, yeah. Heat, little heat lamps and yeah. stuff um and organic milk and organic cream and making sure that it's been uh reasonably reasonably responsibly yeah. sourced yeah um and i'm not eating hardly any meat these days lots of fish mm. lots of fish i do i do enjoy my fish and occasionally meat. I mean, we're coming up to Christmas. I will have turkey. Yeah. But it's made me think, and I'm like, mm, do I really want it? And I, mm. I didn't really miss it. So I think, well, no, I'm not gonna. Yeah. So it's it has changed me. It has made me think about things, and I'm I'm very grateful for that because yeah. if you don't try something new, how will you know? Mm. But no, I mean, oat milk is a no go for me in my coffee because, like, seriously, guys. I can't, I, I honestly hats off to vegans because if you don't miss anything that is like a genuine dairy product, mm. I, I don't know. I mean, I tried vegan cheese because I wanted to try it and no, no, I love cheese. Yeah. Love cheese. 
I love cheese. But you have been making massive headway with your coaching business this year. It's been hard work. I think going self-employed at a time when there's an economic crisis was not my smartest move. Um, but it's not necessarily about that, is it? It's yeah, it's been hard work. I quit my job and left in March this year and just went head on into it. And it's been a journey. I'm just ever so grateful for everyone around me who's been supportive, Katie, um, Chris, my friends, other coaches, you know, Mims, big shout out to Miriam, um, and Katie Stevenson as well, um, our previous guest, our previous guest. Just the support there has just been fantastic. Um, yeah, so anyone who's self-employed out there knows how hard it is. But it's been interesting. I love it. So yeah, I've got Facebook groups open now for mums. I've got clients, I've got corporate clients. So yeah, it's been a hustle, but it's been a fantastic learning journey as well. Because a lot of the things that I do when I'm doing the research for it is very much my own benefit as well. <laughs> Because it's yeah. just interesting to know yeah. coping strategies, yeah. real practical things that can help with changing thought patterns and behavior and habits and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's um, it's been good. And I think the thing that I love about what you've done with your business is the fact that you um, sent me an article this year about um, how coaching is difficult. It's difficult to make a living from coaching as just yeah. as as a as a, as a, coach. As a, as a coach yeah um and you've sort of said right well I'm not I'm going to break the mold with that and you've gone corporate as well yeah. which I think is massive because yeah so many businesses really need to up their game when it comes to maternity and parents yeah. support because you know a lot of you know a lot of businesses are just like oh yeah maternity leave fine and now, oh, paternity leave, yeah, two weeks, here you go. But no one really looks at the support of the parents and expectant mums and mm. returning to work. And yeah. it's a lot, isn't it? It's a lot. And obviously, there's the kit days, which is your keeping in touch days, which, you know, I was shocked to find that some mums-to-be and some new mums didn't even know they had the ability to take keeping in touch days with work. You know, and that's going back in and just literally keeping in touch and keeping on top of things. And a lot of organizations and businesses don't actually know what to do with their staff on keeping in touch days. And that's where things like coach, I'm, I'm fishing now, I'm, I'm advertising myself. But that's <laughs> where it, like um, coaching and things like that can really help because it's such an unsettling time for new parents. And, you know, businesses are keen to keep, keep them, retain that skill and talent and keep them on board. That, you know, simple things like coaching, offering that support is just invaluable um so yeah you're right the whole keeping parents supported I don't think businesses are you know that savvy no in you know you need to retain your staff and this is one of the best ways that you can do it yeah and I think it's it's what you're doing is great in the sense Thank that you your your business but then also your mum's supporting group I yeah love, I love going on there and I'm like <laughs> you're like what's what's bothering everyone today and I'm like well yeah. pull up a chair let me tell you <laughs> and I know we'll discuss this in our our series next year but I, I truly believe that mums supporting mums is one of the most powerful things because I think mums feel that, like you said, you wouldn't change anything anything in the world with Freddie, but it's okay to say it's a struggle. It's okay to say that it's tough some days. It's okay to say, oh my God, I just can't. It's okay. That doesn't mean you love them less. It just means that motherhood and parenthood is, is one of the hardest bloody things to do. 
Um, and I think because mums feel like they can't say how hard it is, how they're feeling, I think that safe space for mums to vent at other mums and just to say, today's tough, I think is so powerful and yeah. just just helpful. Massively, massively. And whilst we're on things we find tough, shall we discuss last year's resolutions because we were obviously <laughs> going to do a new year a new year resolution um well not a new year resolution we're going to do a new year episode in January where we're going to talk about next year's resolutions <laughs> but for a minute let's just talk about I know young man I know I kept one of mine I kept one of my resolutions um but let's talk about bit, what are you putting that face for because <laughs> I know I didn't do mine <laughs> Yeah, do you know what? I listen. I re-listened to this episode um, earlier today because I wanted to remember what we'd said and I wanted to see. And I think I've got some comments about yours, but you go, go on. on. No. So, yes, mine was to have a quieter baby. It wasn't. <laughs> mine was to have, uh, to eat more greens. Um, you did that. Uh, I did that. You a year's worth just for the vegan episode. But that's true. That's true. <laughs> but at the start of the year, it was about the only one I think I stuck to. Um but I said about not getting so fired up about stuff that didn't concern me. I failed on that yeah, one. Yeah, you failed on that one. I yeah. still do that. Yeah. But what I, I still let it annoy me, but I don't re- retaliate. Yeah. So I've kind of developed a bit there. And the other thing was um, to stray away from toxic people and not spend so much time with them. And I think I failed on that one as well because I've still got people, I think, in my life. We had to talk about that. I know. I know we did. I know we did. And it's still that it's still there because it's difficult to cut certain people out, isn't it? Don't look at me like that. It is, it is difficult. So all right, if you're gonna look at me like that. Let's talk about yours. Yeah, no, I think mine was start saying no to some things and to get a better balance. That didn't work. Um, and I, me- I I listened to the episode yesterday and I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I was so sure I'd be able to get that balance. And I was so sure that I'd be I'd be able to say, my, my my more is less I need to do less didn't happen at all no but what about your giving yourself a hard time still do that yeah you still do that but yeah. I think you're much better at recognizing it yeah I recognize when I'm bullying myself for sure and then you, yeah. and, you and you open up more I think because you say to me yeah. at things like <laughs> this is happening this is what's going on in my head and I'm in a really bad state with it and I'm like right okay let's just talk it out I'm not a very good coach but I do try with the whole let's just talk it out and I think you're better at recognizing it so you yeah might got rid of it completely I think I'm one of those people that I don't tend to open up I always I used to um and then I think I just kind of beat myself up so much that I just thought other people don't want to hear about my problems. Do, do you know what I mean? Yes. So that has definitely got better this year, I think. Yeah. I need to do more of it because I know the support structure's there. Yes. And it would be wrong of me as a coach to say, you've got to talk if I'm not talking. Yes, but I think it's the way that you've done it where you, like you actually did say the other day, you were like, do you know what? It's been a rough week or a rough few days. I'm just going to take some time for me. Yeah. And the I fact that you recognise that and you yeah. did take a day was brilliant because so many people don't do that. I yeah. don't do that. And I think I should probably do that more because yeah. it's that, right, hold on a minute. Let's just take a step back and chill out because yeah. like you've told me time and time again, if you're sort of running on empty, you can't yeah. give your best to anything. And so the fact that you did that, I was like, oh, fair play. I actually thought when you said that to me, I was like, oh, 
I'm proud of her. I wish I could. Uh, we're proud of our Oh, there are some things you can't switch off, like kids. Um, but your phone you can switch off. <laughs> and, you know, you can put Netflix on or go for a walk and stuff. And just the power of doing that even for half a day is, yeah, I didn't realise just how much of a difference it actually made, just even half a day. Yeah, and it does, doesn't it? Yeah, it makes all the difference. Yeah. So before we... Um, come to an end of this and before freddie eats all of my hair um shall we just have a quick run through some of our favorite favorite people um well it's difficult to come oh, through favorite, people. favorite yeah. episodes because we've done lots of episodes and it's difficult to pick out favorites i think and guests that we've had but there have been some amazing oh ones haven't gosh. They? yeah we've we've done loads and we've done 43 we've done 43 Blimey. I know. Yeah, listening back to our, our first ever episodes just felt like we were kids. Didn't it have a clue. It sounds really um, amateur, though, doesn't it? Really amateur. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I was listening to one the other day and I was like, we didn't even have a cup of tea. <laughs> what's, what's going on there? Um, I think this is probably going to sound like that, though, where we're sharing a microphone yeah. and playing with a potted plastic plant. But, you know. It's funny, isn't it? But yeah, I think I've got a few, a uh, couple of updates as well, because we did go out to some of our guests. Uh, we gave you a quick update with um, Sab, um, with Ada HD, um, and just the fantastic progress that he's made since he um, recorded our episode, not because of, that's the wrong way. Um, Dylan Holloway oh, released, yes. releasing the album. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you don't already follow Dylan, please do. His career is just yeah gone off again um so he's made leap and bounds i think that was possibly one of my most favorite episodes he probably wants to be a backing singer he does doesn't he i think that was one of my favorites i think the death the the death series was quite a personal what's the word i found it very therapeutic in talking about it yeah quite insightful talking to jane blew my mind Talking to Eva blew my mind. I think it was very much a personal series to us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was It was like therapy. It was like therapy. It's the only episode, the, the episode I recorded is the only episode I've never re-listened back to. No, same. Because I can't, yeah. I think I'll be able no, to. Same. Um, and lots of yeah. people have come back to me and said, oh my God, I have no idea what you went through, you know. And being able to talk about what happened was a very therapeutic mm. um process for me yeah but I think it it opened up a little bit in a way yeah. that I wasn't able to because I was talking to you it just felt like a chat mm. um and it I hope other people listen to it yeah. and sort of find it useful not necessarily to hear about what I went through but if they're in the same yeah. boat um but yeah that was that was a big one I think uh Bob um we did a sober yeah, that was has just well back in september has gone to two years sober Woo! and he went on his first lads weekend now that i i when he said that when he told me that i was like that's amazing because well, to be able to go on a lads weekend yeah when other people are drinking and keep it together yeah it's, it's brilliant so well yeah, done, shout Bob. Out to Bob. yeah we got an update on eva uh, just quickly going back to uh, the oh, death sorry. theory. No, no, that's fine. Because Eva did um, a spirituality um, episode, but also um, featured on our parental loss. Um, she has now achieved her sole doula qualification and she's starting a regular talk it to death group in the new year. 
Um, and she's also going to be off offering death planning as well. So uh, Eva's come on leaps and bounds and is kind of progressing and evolving. She's and lovely, so that's really she? exciting. Oh, Eva's wonderful. If you don't follow her, uh, please do. She's just uh, moon hive healing. Um, yeah, just fantastic. I think um, as well, it's worth mentioning one of the quick brews we did earlier this year on cervical screening. Mm -hmm. And we talked all about it at the time. And the one thing I don't think I fully, I mean, I mentioned it at the time, I said, I really struggle with the concept of going for one. And I was due one, but because of everything that happened with Poppy, I found it incredibly triggering. And I didn't want to go. And because of that episode, and because of also um, the episode we did with Katie Stevenson, I was like, do you know what? It's not just me anymore. It's me mm. and Freddie and the rest of my family and Neil. And I thought, I don't want to um, not do something selfishly because I find it hard when it could mean yeah. the difference of, you know, me being here and, and not. Mm. And I went for a smear test and uh, I was found to have irregular cells. Um, and I had to go for... Oh, a polcoposcopy. Pol- polposcopy. Yeah, that's the one, not a polcoscopy. That's, that's, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Sounds painful. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, rather more intense. <laughs> <laughs> and um, again, it was obviously after I'd been for my smear test, I was, I was like, I said to you, didn't I? I came out and I was like, that's me for another three years. Yeah. And then I got the feedback and I was like, right, I'm going to have to go and do this again now. And I went and had it done. Um, and I'd explained everything that had happened um, to the consultant that did it for me. And she was like, okay, you know, we'll, let's just take it slow and let's just get it all checked. And whilst it wasn't the most enjoyable moment of my life, I got it done yeah. and uh, came back and I'm all clear for another year. So, you know, if there's anyone out there that is fear, like got fear about stuff like that, just go and get it done. I, you know, I know it's not easy. um it's not easy and sometimes it is triggering especially if you've been through something but Mm. my god to have that feedback to say actually there's cells that we need to look at further put the fear of god into me and the fact that we then went and got it sorted Mm. you know meant something it was tough but it was done and i tell you i felt like such a big girl when i came out of there (laughs) such a big girl So, uh, yeah, if you haven't listened to that one. Yeah, please do. What's your favourite quick brew? World of Death. Yeah, same. Yeah. And loads of people have said that to me. I love that one. Including my friend Katie, who listens to all these episodes, who had a mild panic about um, freshwater snails. Yeah. (laughs) Being being a uh, a killer of people. Um, (laughs) She was like, like, I love snails. (laughs) And I was like, it's not not regular garden snails. It's fine. And I actually had to look it up. Um and uh, send her a link from Wikipedia to prove a point. Um, oh, God really... bless you, Katie. Thank you yeah. for listening in such detail that it freaked you out that much. <laughs> yeah, World of Death for sure was my favourite. Yeah, um, I mean, this yeah. is such incredible. I mean, um, Vic Kleinsman. Oh, Vic Kleinsman. Oh, like, the feedback that's come back from that domestic abuse yeah. episode has been so moving. Yeah. Is just it's just incredible. And when I went through the list of all the people we've talked to Dom. this year, yeah, it's amazing. And this is we're a year old now. Isn't that amazing? A year old. Can you believe it? I know. It's God. crazy talk. 
I think just meeting some of the people that we have have just changed my world completely. Going to get a bit soppy here. I mean, Katie, you've changed my world completely Don't since since I'm doing. Look at you. No, but it's true. Strong <laughs> strong tea has changed my life. It started off with something that was just you know life changing in a bad way with my mum passing away. And then you came along and just changed my world and made it easier, made grief a, a lot easier to cope with because you gave me that outlet. You gave me that form of therapy. You gave me life. So I just want to say a big thank you to you for helping me, um, but also for giving me this opportunity to just talk crap um, <laughs> to lots of people and to meet so many people that are just so inspiring and I don't I use that word a lot and I'm not throwing it around these people are inspiring you know Suzanne Eva um Jane Katie Katie Draper George Shanae Agnesi uh, oh my god Dom Vic Kez every April (laughs) Alex you know Paul all of you Bob just absolutely inspiring individuals who just make a difference to the world and have changed our way of looking at things our way of viewing things and helping us learn so much more we cannot thank you enough yeah um can I can I get in there now for a yeah go you take here take the baby hello baby <laughs> no I think um I feel the same I mean we've obviously known each other for many 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 years um but kind of lost touch um just through <laughs> circumstance and when we got in touch and talked um, that first that first time when we were talking about um, Strong and Brave. Yeah. And then obviously that's how this podcast came about. We switched the camera off and we just talked and talked and talked. And I remember texting you because I came off the phone and thought, I feel so liberated after that. <laughs> and I texted you and I was like, we should do this. Let's just do this. <laughs> and at the time it wasn't even a let's do a podcast or let's do anything of any it's like let's just record ourselves and put ourselves on youtube because why not yeah. and it's just become this thing and we're now at almost eight thousand downloads and it's crazy because it, we've met so you know i've learned so much about so many different topics and speaking to different people about the rawness of their own journeys and understanding what people have been through with struggles is just incredible it yeah. really is. And you if forgetting forgetting the podcast. Forgetting the podcast for a minute. You the way that you're able to listen to me and the way that you've given me that safe space when I've needed it has been absolutely invaluable. And I can't thank you enough for it. So okay. it's so just putting the podcast one side for that. That's you know, I feel like I've got my own coach on, on speed dial. Hey. <laughs> Voice at the end of the year. (laughs) Great. (laughs) Um, so I think probably Freddie, do you want to do you want to have some no? Okay. Um, I think probably that's it for us for the end of the year, isn't it? Yeah. But we're gonna be back in January with our new year episode, which is gonna have a wealth of excitement on it, talking about all the new things that we have to come, all the new episodes, and also all our New Year's resolutions, which we're probably not going to keep again. Yeah. But let's go into it. <laughs> but for everyone that has tuned in this year, thank you so much. Um, thank you for listening. Thank you for giving us feedback. Thank you for spreading the word. 
and just yeah. thank you it's been it has been a it's been a, it feels like we say goodbye I know it's been emotional it's been it's been a ride it has and we can't thank you enough yeah so thank you have an amazing Christmas and an amazing new year and we will see you in 2023 bye, bye.